your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EMU.
Tuesday night, July 27th, 2021, episode 697, or 96, I think it's 696, yeah, 696 of the rant, it's officially live across the airwaves of rant and media. RantEntertainmentMedia.com Sorry That's a long URL RantEntertainmentRadio.com Tune in Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio And a plethora of other platforms Hello One and all NXT live on the Sci-Fi Network Right now Preempted for the uh, 2020 Summer Olympics and, uh, you know, but we're not being preempted by the Olympics. That's for damn sure. Double A, as always, being joined by Tony C. Yo. Oh, man, it's another Tuesday night. Lots of interesting things going on in the world of pro wrestling. And if you're listening to us live, join us in the chat room, rantemradio.com. Follow us on Discord, rantemradio, hashtag 9233. You can uh, add me. You can also join our Discord server. Um, it's there somewhere on the website. And, uh, and yeah, we, we can also take your calls and, and add you into the, into, the, into the mix, into the fray, into the discussion. Lee, if you're listening, we want to hear from you today, too, Lee. I'm demanding that we hear from the champion today. But anyways. Oh, man. What a week. What a week. What a week of news, I should say. And with that, we go around the room, see what's going on in everybody's personal lives. And there's only one other person in the room, and that's Tony C. How's uh, the Central Florida area doing for you these uh these last seven days. Been been wet today, man. It's been wet here for been a wet. month. Yeah, getting a lot of getting a lot of uh, rain today. You <laughs> know, which is not a bad thing because I rather that than the sun. Yeah. You know, making it. I wanted to get all out of the way so when it comes fall, <laughs> um, you know, we can get into the Friday night lights and have no washouts or nothing like that. So, Who knows if you'll have a Friday night lights the way things are going. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, we just came back from celebrating my wife's birthday. Uh, it went okay. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Another weekend uh, getaway? Yeah. Little, did a little staycation. That's good. Oh, well, happy, but, uh, happy birthday to Mrs. Tony C. 
Oh yeah. She's good. Uh she's got to celebrate her birthday, you know. She's getting ready to go back to work on Monday, so That's good. That's good. So and, uh, No, go ahead. And uh yeah. So uh we did that. And you know but other than that, you know, nothing too, too, you know, hectic going on. Like you said, uh, you know, looks like we're headed toward another debacle down here when it comes to, you know, COVID and this Delta strain and people not want to mask up. Well, and this is my whole thing. People are not going to want to mask um, up a second time. But this is my whole thing, double A. You got people that don't want to get the vaccine. Cool. Mm-hmm. But now you don't want to wear even wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just supposed to run around all willy-nilly. Uh-huh. Spread this thing to the kids. Imagine walking around without your pants on. Walking around what on? <laughs> without, without your pants on. Right. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's essentially what it is. Absolutely. But the thing of the matter is, they're not even thinking about the kids because what's, this is what I foresee happening, especially with these schools. All it takes is one kid to come. That's it. To have it and don't know it. It's done, done. School's infected. That's it. And I, I really foresee that happen. Oh, somebody please! I'll be shocked children. if we're able to make it through what they call the fall semester, and they got. If we even person. get there, if we even get there. What's that? If we even get there. But wait a minute! You're saying <laughs> if we even get to the fall semester? Because what? we are. What it is. Mean? It is July twenty seventh. Things are very fluid right now. And, you know, I know school start is starting back up here in the next couple of weeks in a lot oh, of areas. Nice. But shit could, get, could go south real quick. They did once. What's to say it can't happen again? Well, I know the numbers aren't trending for our state in the right direction, They're right? They're not. They are not, no. Okay. Let me, let me, so, let me, let me, let me, you tell me if, if things are, are well in the state of Florida. Did you see the crowd that congregated at Rolling Loud here in Miami this past weekend? Absolutely. Okay, then. Enough said, right? Yeah. Okay. But well, we probably won't know until, you know, weeks, of, you know, down the road. Of course, but still. Even, even, you know, we've got a, we've got a, a company function, the first company function since the, before the pandemic, this coming Sunday. And while most of the people going to this thing will have already been vaccinated, we know somebody, and, you know, I'm going to be very vague about this, that is currently contending you know, currently in competition with the virus, 
I says, well, you know, if I'm negative by the time the pic, you know the picnic rolls around this week, I'll probably show up to the picnic. And we're all like, uh, yeah, no. No, no, I'll go. I'll, I'll be there. That's how people are. <laughs> That's okay. I'm vaccinated, so... I'm not 100% protected, but uh, I'm greatly protected. I'm kind of like the Green Ranger without the shield right now. Right. So, but anyways. So, so, Double A, if you had, if you were a betting, betting man, mm-hmm. does in person make it through the year? In per, like for. In person learning, you know, school. In person learning, yeah, yeah, yeah. In person learning, because I know a lot of jobs aren't going to be ever be the same again. Yeah, of, I'm. Yeah, I'm not going back to the office right now. I'm not earmarked to go back to the office until January. Right, that's what I'm saying. And we're, and a lot of that has to do with the office being renovated. Right, but, right, right. Uh, because otherwise, if the office wasn't being renovated, I probably would have been back by now. Right. But they're trying to make it protected for you guys, right? That, and they're expanding the office. Okay. But. So. Yeah, so I mean. If you're a well, dead man. Will we get, will we, will we, uh, I don't know, Tony. I don't know. That's a, that's a, you know, I am a betting man. I've, I've, I've made a couple <laughs> of wagers on this network. Um, <laughs> that's a hard question because while things are not heading in the right direction, there's a lot of stubborn people out there that don't want to go back to the way things were last year at this time in lockdown and, and all that stuff, curfews and all that nonsense. They don't want to go through all that again, all that rigmarole. What do they want to do? They don't want to go back into lockdown and and send people home and and get into curfews and and things like that. And there's other countries that already have those things going on. However, if a national lockdown happens, which it did not happen the first time, things could be very different. And but double A isn't the biggest thing that we, one of the biggest things we have to worry about. Okay, we got the Delta, mm-hmm. but couldn't another one mutate from the Delta? Sure can. If anything can mutate at this point, right? That's what I'm saying. You know, um, who knows? So, this this could be the virus that wipes out the human race. Who knows? We don't know. Because we could have the COVID nineteen running around, we could have a Delta, then another strand. A, co- that, a COVID twenty twenty one, maybe a COVID twenty one. Sure, yeah, why not? that's what I'm saying. Sure, why not? And these idiots don't want to wear a mask. Got it. Okay. And they don't do anything until after they get sick. Oh, they want they want all the prayers and everything. You know what I'm saying? They want empathy and sympathy. Then, mm-hmm. 
that's my biggest thing with when it comes to people in general. If I tell you don't go by the lake, double S, alligators in the lake, and you say, oh, hell, screw it. I'm going by the lake. I don't believe no alligators out there. And then an alligator bites your leg off. Mm -hmm. You start screaming, oh, my God, don't help me. I'm going to come help you. I'm be like, see, I told you that. No, I, have a real, I have a feeling you'll tell me I told you first, and then Facts. you'll help me. Facts. As they load you in it on the gurney. You dumb you son know. of a bitch. <laughs> right. And that's how I feel about everybody who's who's saying, oh, it's fake and all this stuff. I got family members on my wife's side that was you know, following that retard around, talking about this Kung Flu and all this fake, and now they got kids and family members, that, you know, that got it. I thought it was fake. And then when they get sick, they want all the prayers, and they're, oh, can you pray? Let's have a prayer. No. What, what we praying for? Tony C's I gonna, thought it was fake. Tony C's going to be like, what you think I have, huh? Don't you think I have a fucking worm like you? I told you, mate. I told you. Don't fuck with me. I told you. No fucking kiss. No, but you wouldn't listen. <laughs> Why, you stupid fuck. Look at you now. <laughs> no, but it's going to be like that. Look at me. Look at you now. Absolutely, don't look. I, if I can take push myself, I want to big believe in the, the vaccine or whatever. But I still wore a mask. So even if I wouldn't have did that, the vaccine, I was always going to wear a mask Listen, around people and stuff. He, here's here's my thing, okay? I am not a vaccine person in general. We are talking general vaccination. Flu. Me Things like that. You know, the general vaccines that you can get, you know. I've never your, even had a flu shot. Neither have I. Right. And when the pandemic started, I had, like, I don't know if I would ever get a COVID vaccine because, you know, I'm thinking in my head that this virus will just eventually just be another, like, a flu-like virus. You know, at some point. You know, we'll have medicines and things like that as time co goes on, and and it'll be something that'll be easily cured that we won't need necessarily need a vaccine for, or to be vaccinated for on a regular basis. I won't die if I get it. Exactly That's that type of situation. Yeah. yeah. Then I got it. Then I had the the virus, and and a you know uh, I, I'm. I can't speak for everyone, but there are what six hundred thousand people in this country that, or no, there's there's three or four million people in this country that have had the virus or more. Six hundred thousand people have died, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that um, no more than six hundred thousand three. Uh, no, about six million people, I think, have had the virus or more. But my point is, is that. Once you hear that, those words, you're positive, you're like, oh shit. You start to think things differently. And then when the, that antibody infusion 
they approached me if I wanted to do the antibody infusion, I was scared to do it. The same way I was, I'm scared to take a, a COVID vaccine or any kind of vaccine. Right. But I did it because I said, you know what? I want to get better. I want to get over this and whatever. I did the infusion and I came out of it pretty much unscathed. And I said, you know what? If I could survive the infusion, I could survive the vaccine with no problems. And I, did, I took the vaccine. I, I didn't. I didn't give the vaccine a second thought after that. But so Beverly, these are some of the same the same people that don't want to do either or. Mm-hmm. Or be the same people that if they went somewhere like to work or something, they contract the virus from the job. Mm-hmm. They'll try to sue the job. I know that there's. I know people that have gotten the virus. And only treated it as, you know, it's just a flu and whatever. And I'm there's no need for me to get vaccinated. And I got it. I got my immunity, and that's it. If I get it again later, I get it again later. But you're not immune from the Delta variant. Exactly. That can't kill you. But they. But but the thing is that they won't get vaccinated. Period. But knowing but like that they I got, did. knowing that they caught it already. But knowing not they and also knowing that they they can catch the second Yeah. They're not immune to the second strain. Right, right. Now, if they come out and they say a, a third shot is needed, I'll get my third shot and that'll be done with it. And, just and like I said, double A, I will I will put any amount of money up the same all these ones bucking against either or or both. Mm-hmm. If they went to the office wherever they worked, and they contracted that virus, and they died, the family member would try to sue the company. Well, I have a feeling part, uh, rules and things are going to be, you know, put in very soon. Listen, you by purchasing a a WWE ticket, you're signing a legal binding contract that says if you catch anything from attending this event, any type of virus, that you can't sue us, regardless of whether you're you're sick or you die or whatever. You can't come after us. It was your choice. It was your choice to come to this. But it's a hold harmless contract. That's essentially what it is. And, And that's it. As a Trump, and I don't, a, and I have no, and I have no idea if A and E has a similar thing, but I would venture to say they do. And any major event that's been operating in this country would have the same thing because I watch basket, you know, I've watched basketball games and I've watched hockey and and baseball and all these sports that are going not the Olympics, wrestling and boxing and UFC. The crowds are there. Look at Rolling Loud this past week. Yeah. This past weekend. There were they're what? They're not checking. They're not checking. There, if there was 100,000 people in that crowd during that stupid SmackDown thing, that would that's probably an understatement. My issue here, Tony, it's not so much the, the people wanting to return to normal that is bothering me. It's... Mm-hmm. The we don't need to continue to be precautious is what scares me. 
I understand. And I don't want to. I don't want to get vaccinated, or I don't want to wear that a mask. too. But but the thing is, is that I understand wanting to return to normal, and I understand wanting right. to do things like look. While while on the surface, okay, this has nothing to do with the pandemic. I personally, this picnic on Sunday for work, I'm not too thrilled about it because it's on a Sunday morning. It's outdoors. It's in a park. It's hot. I'm not too keen on the idea, but I'm going. I'm looking forward to seeing my coworkers that I have not seen in person in 18 months. And it's going to be nice. Now, would I be overly enthused if... Now, I know how many people roughly are going. But if, I, if you were to come to me and say that this is a small little function in a closed... Let's say, let's say we were not out, outside. We were indoors. And there were 300 people there. I would be like, Ooh, 300 people in a closed room? I have to think about it. I would have to think about it, but it's the, uh, like, you're not going to, WWE's coming to Miami in September. I'm not going to it. You think I want to go sit at, uh, you, you think I want to go sit at whatever that arena is called now with, with 17,000 people? As it is, I go to the mall, you know, and I'm a little, uh, and I, I will I will I will tell you that I am a little laxed with the mask in certain settings. Because if the store is not crowded, if I trust the environment, I probably won't wear a mask. Like I'll wear like I'm gonna wear a mask in Walmart, for example. But I won't necessarily wear a mask in You know, like I'm not going to wear a mask if I go into CVS at 11 o'clock at night for a chocolate bar or something like in those types of situations. I went out to dinner on Sunday, didn't wear my mask. Dinner, the restaurant wasn't busy, wasn't packed. You know, I, I, I have, I have, I use good judgment in that sense, but yeah, I went to the mall. I didn't wear the mask in the mall, but I also didn't get near anybody, you know, I stayed away from crowded areas. I went to unpopulated stores. I was actually in one of those upscale malls in Boca. So I was in like Neiman Marcus and Bloomingdale's and stores that are not going to be packed because people don't have money to buy anything. Not that I have money to buy anything, but we just went anyway to go look at stuff. So yeah. I don't know. We're we're not headed in the right direction, though. I haven't even been paying attention to Florida, but you know the missus has, and she's like, "I can't believe these people don't want to wear masks. They're gonna see their kids, and they don't want the kids to wear masks." Like, no. As long as you got yours on. Let me see. Here. It is what it is. But you know what? The thing is, is that the majority of the people that are catching it are young people. It's going to be the kids. It's going to be the kids. The, element, the grade school. Please, they got the children. 
I see I see the grade school kids catching it. Absolutely. I see it. And then the bigger kids that the parents don't want to get vaccinated and they bring it home, well yeah. Like you said, to be- Go ahead, what were you gonna say? It's it's a catastrophe getting ready to happen. Wow. Man, here, here's a, just a local story, okay? Brendan, a teenager trying to beat the virus is showing some encouraging signs. Seven's Vanessa Medina continues our coverage. She's live at Broward Health in Fort Lauderdale. Vanessa. Well, guys, this is great news. Yesterday when we introduced you to Paulina, her family was struggling. They were praying and they were hoping that she would recover, that she would survive COVID. And tonight, doctors here say that her prognosis looks good. Doctors and staff at Broward Health Medical Center suiting up to go inside Paulina Velasquez's room. She's 15 years old, on a ventilator, and is fighting COVID. Paulina was admitted um, about 10 days ago. We had severe respiratory distress due to COVID-19, and she was severely critically ill um, when she first arrived. Unfortunately, she has significantly improved. Monday, Seven News speaking to her mother, who was by her daughter's bedside. She is also vaccinated and tested positive for COVID, but her symptoms were minor. She's intubated. She's in um, induced coma. Doctors say over the last 48 hours, Paulina's condition has improved significantly. So initially she required much higher um, settings um, and was critically ill, very very ill. Um, and now she's much more stable and we are weaning her ventilator at this point. Paulina's father is overtaken with emotion in hearing his daughter is improving as her condition has been touch and go for the last week. He says she'll continue fighting and breathing to survive this. Paulina's brother Tomas says he and his sister had plans to get vaccinated before she got sick. And he's going first thing in the morning to get his vaccine. I would love to encourage people to get vaccinated. Um, This virus is a serious thing, no matter um, what the circumstances are. Um, You may think you're 100% healthy, but anybody can catch this virus. With the first wave of COVID, we saw very few pediatric patients that were this ill. Um, They had maybe mild illness or had more um, gastrointestinal symptoms, so like diarrhea. And unfortunately, with this wave, we are seeing so many pediatric patients that are presenting with respiratory distress and really significant illness. The family says they will continue to hope and pray until Paulina is home. It's actually a big relief for me and my family knowing that she's improving slowly but surely. Um, we're grateful, um, we're staying positive, and we're gonna continue staying positive until she's discharged. So Paulina's mother still has COVID. She still remains here at the bedside of her daughter. She said she's not going home anytime soon. Doctors saying they are weaning her off that ventilator. She's getting less oxygen than she had been prior to these last 48 hours. And they say hopefully by the end of this week, they're hoping that she's off that ventilator. Reporting live tonight in Fort Lauderdale, Vanessa Medina, 7 News. Now, the reason why I played that, that's a 15-year-old girl that was precautious. She wore her mask. She did everything to protect herself. And she got it. And she ended up in the hospital on a ventilator. 
And she wasn't vaccinated, right? And she wasn't vaccinated. She actually was scheduled okay. to go get her vaccine a couple days before she ended up in the hospital. Like right. she ended up in the hospital a couple of days before she was actually set to go get her vaccine. Right. So, but yeah. So, you know, this is where we are, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, How about that? Yeah. Let me think. Did anything happen over here, though, this past weekend? No, not really. I, I mean, I've been watching the Olympics a little hit or miss here and there. Um, Simone Biles pulled out of uh, competition. A lot of people are saying that... Uh, she didn't have the stomach to compete. That's what people are saying. She was a wimp and that she had five years to figure out whether or not she could actually perform. I don't know. But she's uh, she's out of the Olympics. So. I don't know. Have you been keeping up with... Happened to the, Gabby Douglas. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not fully, fully uh, abreast of what's been going on in the Olympics, but... You know, I caught a, I don't know, I saw a little skateboarding. I guess that's a new sport this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just really some uh, weird stuff I, I've seen so far. And uh, I don't know if it was true or not. Did you hear, did you hear about the... Uh, um, the, the the hot mic incident apparently where uh, I, I don't know if it was real but let me see if I can find it apparently uh, somebody was uh, live and uh, their mic wasn't off and they were saying all sorts of things on the air let me see if I can find it I mean I I <laughs> I mean, somebody did say one thing. Somebody did say this. Came out here, the same music, the same entrance, the same run to the ring, the same outfit, the same promo, the same insults. If I wanted that, all I had to do was search online for 2005 John Cena. It's the same thing over and over and over. It's like missionary position every single night. <laughs> he said that. He said that. I was highly impressed with that. So, there's been a lot of things going on in wrestling this week. A lot of news, a lot of scuttlebutt. And we're going to touch on some of these things, some of these hot-button issues, okay? If uh, the champion is listening, I want, to, I want, to, I want your, your take on some of these things. And I don't want to get into an argument with you. I'm going to have a, a rational discussion, okay? So let's start with the first bit of news on my uh, docket today. 
Tony C, have you been keeping up with the goings-on in wrestling in general? Talking about all this AEW crap. I ain't talking about AEW. I'm talking about other things going on in wrestling. Oh. Well. I might have to refresh my memory. Well, I'm sure you remember uh, former uh, World Wrestling Federation superstar, WWE superstar, I should say, Zack Ryder, right? Yeah. Well, this past um, weekend, Zack Ryder uh, competed uh, in a death match against Nick Gage for the Game Changer Wrestling World Ch- World Title in in a match that wow. you know nobody thought Matt Cardona, aka Zack Ryder, was going to win because you know. It was a death match after all. And Nick Gage is the quote-unquote king of the death match right now. Matt Cardona won. And, uh, well, here's his post-match interview. Hey guys, Josh Chernoff here for Fight. Get some, we got to get some PBR in oh here for, um, for the PBR champ. I am here with a beaten but Get's not defeated... Matt Cardona to celebrate. Hey, what's up? What's up bro? You're the GCW world champion, man. The champ is still here. I said it all wrong. Do not doubt always ready Matt Cardona. I've been scratching and clawing my entire fucking life, my entire fucking career. Did you really think I was scared of Nick Gage? Of course I was afraid of the violence. But I wasn't afraid of the destruction that would happen in that ring. Look at my body! I am covered in blood, I'm scarred up. But it was all worth it. Because I am the GCW fucking world champion! I'm not done. Don't give me the thumbs up, camera mark. Okay? I'm still going. This isn't a one and done. This isn't a Lawrence Taylor at WrestleMania, first time, last time, only time, oh no. I am the face of this fucking company. I am ready to take GCW to new heights. I am the face of GCW and a face with teeth. I am here. I am here in GCW for me. I'm here in GCW for the major marks. And most importantly, I am here in GCW for the GCW universe. I love you! I love you! And Chelsea! I love you more. There you go. So, Zack Ryder is now the world champion of Game Changer Wrestling. I saw bits and pieces of the match. He got torn to shreds, was bleeding profusely, and uh, won the match. Apparently there was uh, shenanigans afoot. He won the match. And the quote-unquote GCW universe were not happy. And they trashed the ring like they did Hulk Hogan in 1996 at Bash at the Beach. They littered the ring with beer bottles, popcorn, uh, everything. Everything they could get their hands on. 
The ring was littered. And there's a lot of controversy going on because uh, a lot of people were, you know, excited for this match. I, for one, could care less about deathmatch wrestling, but whatever. But here's the thing. Dave Meltzer called this moment, this specific moment, where the fans were trashing the ring an embarrassment to wrestling. Tony, what do you think? Not an embarrassment to wrestling. An embarrassment to wrestling. Well, he really thought what happened in Daytona was an embarrassment too, huh? I don't know. Well, he's changed his tune. I have no idea, but, you know, I think the point of the the thing was for Zack Ryder to get over, and he got over. Right, of course. And he got over. So, why would Meltzer shit on that? That's what I don't get. Because it, 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 it didn't it didn't float his boat. Wasn't Absolutely wasn't not. Japanese wrestling, wasn't AEW. Right. That's what I think. That's just my thing. Well you, well, you shouldn't even address Meltzer because you said he's the Antichrist. He is an Antichrist. Yeah, so you shouldn't even let him get your blood boiling like that. Yeah. You know? Um. So the next. But I uh, get it. Yeah. Now we are uh, apparently uh, some some point in the next couple of months we're going to find out about the first ever Queen of the Ring tournament. Uh oh. And it'll be. And it, flag on it's supposedly going to happen beginning on the October 11th edition of SmackDown. And it'll continue however long the tournament is supposed to, you know, continue. But that's the rumor going on right now. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Um, another story. That uh, that is a tickled uh, tickled uh, the wrestling world, and uh, Jeff, uh, we, because we were just talking about the pandemic, Jeff Hardy, who returned this past, uh, who returned with no more words, you know, that that great theme song of his. That one, that one right there, okay. Has come down with the coronavirus. Tony C, do you think that this is safe for WWE superstars? And do you think WWE superstars should be vaccinated? I'll let you answer. Yes. And they should, right? Jeff seems like the type that he probably won't be vaccinated. Or doesn't care. The ex druggy, so hell no. Exactly. He's got no problem he'll using needles for other things. Right. He'll take pain, some pain pills. He ain't gonna take that vaccine. Hell no. Oh damn nope. it! Oh Jeff. 
So yeah, he's he's uh, out of commission now for a little while. So we'll see uh, when he returns. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hold on. Apparently, there's a. Uh, Okay. Bloomhouse Television are partnering with the WWE, okay, to develop a new television series. Okay? And it is going to be a drama. I'm going to talk about all the women Vince slept with. No. It is called The United States of America versus Vince McMahon. That was going to cover that steroid. It's going to cover his tumultuous period of running a pro wrestling company during the 1990s. Here's the press release from the WWE. This came uh, yesterday from uh, Los Angeles and Stanford, Connecticut. It says, WWE and Bloomhouse Television are partnering to develop a limited scripted series called The United States of America vs. Vince McMahon. Jason Bloom's company, Bloomhouse, will develop the series for television led by Bloomhouse TV president Chris McCumber. The series, The United States of America vs. Vince McMahon, will be the first ever scripted dramatic portrayal of a, tra- of a chapter in WWE history. Additionally, it is also the first scripted portrayal of McMahon as well as many other legendary WWE superstars of that era. The show will delve into the WWE during the 1990s at a time... Rupert Murdoch had purchased the New York Post to further his massive infiltration into the U.S. media landscape. For years, infamous Post writer Phil Mushnick regularly hammered WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon in his column. Headlines like, Legislators give WWE a free pass on roids, and McMahon skips through the cemetery, eventually captured the attention of the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, the nation's most prestigious federal prosecutor's office within the conviction, with a conviction rate of over 96%. In 1994, the U.S. government indicted McMahon for allegedly supplying anabolic steroids to WWE talent. McMahon, with his liberty at stake, two school-aged children at home, and with WWE on the brink of bankruptcy, refused to take a plea deal. Ultimately, McMahon stood trial and was acquitted unanimously by a jury of his peers and went on to build the multi-billion dollar global sports empire that you know today. Jason, Chris, and their team at Bloomhouse will create amazing work, or no, create amazing work, and we look forward to delivering an inside look into one of the most pivotal moments in our company's history, said WWE executive producer and chief of global television distribution, Kevin Dunn. Um, is this, what year is this series going to kick off in? It is, there is no... 
Um, no, I mean, oh, like, okay. The point. Bloom, the Bloomhouse, uh, that, that they don't go into that. The Bloomhouse television team, led by McCumber, made several significant significant development announcements in the last few weeks, including the straight to series pickup of the thing about Pam, starring Renee Zellweger in her pro, in her broadcast television debut for NBC. Bloomhouse Ghost Story, the scripted blah 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 blah. So this doesn't even say where it's going to air, but it could air. Uh, you know, on U.S. it could air on They're USA. Like Chucky, could, the, the Chucky series. The Chucky series. It could be anything like that. So this is a show that's currently in what they call in the television game pre-production. They got a whole lot of casting to do. Mm-hmm. I think they did some casting for that rock show. I mean, they. That's a very interesting era in in wrestling because as legend has it okay as legend has it do you know the whole you do you know the whole story of what was going to happen if vince went to jail i don't remember that backstory okay as legend has it that that vince had set up the okay in 1994 there were two very big things that happened in the wrestling industry. Okay? Vince McMahon went on trial, and a wrestler made his WWE debut. Can you tell me which wrestler made his debut and became a main fixture in the WWE in 1994? 1994? Yes. I'll let you think about it for a minute. 94. Big name in the industry, by the way. Is now a WWE Hall of Famer. 94. And they made a WWE debut. They may, have, they may have ended... No, not Stone Cold. Stone Cold was still in WCW in 1994. The, the Ringmaster, I thought the Ringmaster. No, the Ringmaster debuted in 96. Well. Well, I'll tell you, Tony. Jeff Jarrett. And I'll tell you why Jeff Jarrett... Do you want to know why Jeff He's probably... He's a big star, man. Well, Don't wait, I'm going to... But, okay, Don't you tell me... Let, me... let me tell you why I said big star. How, explain to me how did Jeff Jarrett come out of obscurity and become a, a substantial name in the WWE because Jeff was the Intercontinental Champion several times, got into a program with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon and things like that. You said big star. And had and had a and had a run and had a run and had a good had a had a substantial run in the WWF from '94 to early '96 before going to WCW. Are you really going to sit here and say that Jeff Jarrett was a big star? Jeff, I didn't say Jeff Jarrett. I didn't say. I didn't say Jeff Jarrett was a main eventer. I just said he was a no, big, no, star. big star. Big Well, he's That's a big. He was for that time him. period. For that time period, Jeff Jarrett was a big star in the WWE. <laughs> okay, you yeah, tell me. No. Okay, give me, give me all the big stars of the WWE from 1994 and 95. Uh, Diesel. Okay, main eventer. Razor Ramon. Main eventer. Shawn Michaels. Main eventer. 
uh, Bret Hart. Main eventer. Uh, who else was running around? I think Ahmed was running around. Nope. Uh, Ahmed wasn't there yet? Nope. You sure in 95? Pa, I'm, well, maybe the tail end of 95. The crux, the crux, I'm talking, well, fine, the crux B-94, early part of 95. Bret Hart, you already said Bret. Luger. Okay, I'll give you Luger. Uh, Razor, like you I already said. said. Bret. You already said Bret twice. No, 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 I'm saying I was going back over. Oh. Because you said 94. So you've named you've named only five people. Diesel. You already you said Brett, it. Diesel. Sean Razor Luger. Um, give me think some more names because I was just watching some from '94. Um, Perfect was injured, so he was out. Um, Macho was still there. Nope. Well, at the end, at the, but he was, was he was he was but he was on announcing mostly. Well, well, around many a time he was still there. Yeah, but he wrestled against Crush. He really wasn't big talent anymore. <laughs> but okay, but oh, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Radomski. But all okay, I give. Um, give me those names. There's a couple of names that you missed out. I get that. But when you have a roster of maybe 70 wrestlers, Jeff Jarrett's going to be high up on that list in that, in that time period. Man. Think man, about that. Okay, in your eyes. Not in my eyes. In reality. Star, when you say big star in 1994. I would have said Hulk Hogan. I would have said Hulk Hogan caliber if it was that. If you, if you want to look at it the way you are looking at it. Now, you said star. Star. I went to jail. That's what got me. I guess it's semantics. You said big star. Well, anyways, back to what I was saying. I was thinking Hogan, because you know Hogan was getting ready to go to WCW. That's why you said big star. I was grasping the star. But I get you. I got you. I understand what you're saying. So, Jeff Jarrett. Okay. Okay. Comes in and is immediately thrust, okay, into the uh, spotlight. Why, you ask? Because while Vince was on trial with the U.S. government, he was currently positioning the WWF to be taken over by Jeff's father, Jerry Jarrett. As legend has that makes it, sense. so that's why Jeff was "quote unquote" a big star. Tony, see, I mean, with the roadie and everything. Otherwise, you tell me. Yeah. You tell me why would Jeff Jarrett all of a sudden have high-profile matches? I mean, when I think big star, I think parade at universe. Uh, <laughs> At Hollywood I did not Studios, say. I did not say superstar. Rain. I did not say superstar. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, big star. When you say big star, I'm thinking something like that. But I, I now I understand where you was going with that. 
and that makes sense. Jeff Jarrett made but, his television debut on October twenty third, nineteen ninety three. And what I'm saying to you, by then Hogan was gone. Hogan yeah, was gone. Hogan. You know, he had his first televised match with the WWF. Uh, well, he made his television debut, but then he had his first televised match on uh, on Raw. December 20th, 1993, made his paper debut at the 1994 Royal Rumble. Um, what else? He got into a feud. Uh, he defeated uh, he defeated Lex Luger in the 1994 uh, King of the Ring tournament. Yes, he did. Uh, let's see. So we're gonna play Lex Luger and Jeff Jarrett and exactly who's WWF champion Bob Backlund, uh, Bret Hart, Owen Hart. Um, who else? Who's King of Owen was King of the Ring in '94. Um, yeah. who else you got? Skyhawk. Who gonna play Razor Ramon? Who's gonna play uh, the Roadie? The roadie, <laughs> right? The roadie. I mean, Yoko. There's a Who's lot of people. Yoko? Who's gonna play the referees? Who's gonna play Timmy White? Who's gonna play Earl? Absolutely. Mike Kyoto. All those referees of that era. Jim Ross. Jim Ross. Gorilla Monsoon was still there Gorilla at that Monsoon. time. Yeah. You know. They were on WWF radio. <laughs> oh God. Well, you know, Vince was off commentary also during that time. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I do mean, you remember WWF Radio? I do. Who's going to play Doc Hendricks and Stan uh, Lane? Uh, it uh, was Todd Pettengale around. Todd Pettengale was around at that time, yeah. Right. The one, two, three kid. Yeah, who's going to play all those characters? They're going to they're, they're cast everybody. Well, man, look. They were out of cast to call. For real, for real. During that period, and that's just what ninety three, ninety four. Yep. If they go back to ninety two, that's when Flair was there during Mania time. Yeah, but they won't go that far back. So what? You probably thinking the end of ninety two, beginning ninety three. I think they'll do right after Hogan left, middle of ninety three. So that's June. He lost King of Ring in June. So that's July. Not- yeah. So I think July, they'll start like with uh, the uh, the infamous uh, uh, slam on the the battleship. No, we're gonna start with SummerSlam '93. Oh, so that means Jim Cornette can come in and play Jim Cornette. Yeah, exactly, because he still looks exactly yeah. the same. Facts. Somebody got to play Mr. Fuji. Yep. And somebody got to play uh, Clarence Mason. Got to play all those characters. Yep. Oh man, the Steiners. The Steiners were there during yes, that time. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Um, who else? Tatanka. Somebody got Tatanka. That's right. Tatanka. Um, Crush. Like you said, Crush. 
Yep. Ludwig Borger, he was a big deal. Adam Baum. Adam Baum. Doink. Doink. T.L. Hopper. All those stupid oh, gimmicks. Oh, my God. The, uh, Isaac Yankum. Yep. Jerry Lawler. Uh, ooh. God dang it, I just, I just had one double A. Uh, I just had him. Because I was just watching SummerSlam 93. Oh, man. Uh, Diesel and Sean were there, so somebody got to play them. Pam Anderson? <laughs> in 93? No, in, 90, uh, in 94. Yeah, 95. Or 95. Somebody's got to play Lawrence yeah. Taylor. <laughs> God, there you go on this. WrestleMania 11. Bam Bam Bigelow. They got to play all those people. God, they double A that. Somebody got to play JTT. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Hey, just get him. He still looks the same. God, they. Lord, somebody got to play. Burt Reynolds. Because he came. Burt Reynolds. uh, The guy guy from, uh, what was it? NYPD uh, Blue. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Nick- Nicholas Dottoro. Yeah, him. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen from the uh, Slum Slam. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get all those people. Taker versus Taker. Somebody got to play Taker. Uh-huh. Uh, who the Faker uh, face at uh, many... Uh, did he have a match? No, Somebody he didn't. Got- I don't think he wrestled at WrestleMania 10. Okay. So we're going 10 and 11. I mean, there's a lot. We got to do uh, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. God dang. Was the Berserk around then? No, that's that's after the, uh, the Berserk. Okay, okay. Oh. God dang, man. Was the Mountie? The Mountie was still around. The Mountie? No. The Mountie you was sure? Still, I'm sure. Oh, the Raw, uh, Legion of Doom. They gotta play the. No, they were gone. They were gone by then. In '93. Yeah, they were gone. Double A. I could have swore they left. They left. No, they left at '92 because '92 is where Hawk wrestled uh, inebriated. Hold on, Double A. Because I remember one of them some slams. They beat Nasty Boy for the tag. Team that was '91. Oh, damn, so, uh, you're right. Yeah. Then who was the tag team champion that, uh, that Steiners lost, lost, they beat him by the coffee? Who was that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm thinking that tag team. Oh, was it, was it money? No, it wasn't money. Dang, the Steiners beat. The Steiners, they were the tag team champions, and the Steiners fought them. And the Steiners thought they had won, and Rick Steiner hit the referee assault. Oh, man. Now nah, yeah. I'm getting pissed. I, they got to be in this movie, too. The Head Shrinkles, they got to be in it. Yeah. Alpha Seeker, uh, Fatu, all of them. <laughs> Captain Lou, somebody got to play Captain Lou. Cause he was there at SummerSlam '94. Cause the night before SummerSlam, remember, 
Diesel and Shawn Michaels beat beat the tag team. And then of course somebody's got to play Eric Bischoff. God, what the hell does got to do Eric Bischoff? Well, he's he's building a wrestling. They got to have once in a while. They got to dip into WCW. He said, "We're going to put McMahon out of business." And I'm, here's how. Or they got to play Ted Turner. Somebody's got to play Ted Turner. Somebody. Damn, if that's the case, we're going back to 90. Somebody got to be, what you said, July? July that's 93. Last time, yeah, man. Bischoff was in charge by then. That's what I'm saying. So somebody got to play the British Bulldog. Vader. Vader. Sid. <laughs> Rick Rude. That's right. So. Flair. Uh-huh. You said Steve. I was Steve Austin was going to get in there somewhere. <laughs> but, yeah, my, my point is is that this this is going to be an interesting show if done right. Bunkhouse Buck. <laughs> Colonel Rob Parker. Oh, man, this is going to be like the power. God damn. They'll yep. put the rock show <laughs> combined with this freaking show. Yeah, they will. And then we got the Hogan movie getting ready to come out. Yeah. Yep, that's what we do. I'm very interested to see where they go with this. With the Hogan movie. How far they go. We'll find out, right? We'll find out. They better stop in 2002. And I just want to know who playing Vince Russo for the night bash to the Beast 2000. Oh, boy. We got to ask that question. You're never going to see that son of a bitch again. I didn't realize uh, Bunkhouse Buck uh, wrestled the Z-Man in 1994. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Anyways. And uh, what was the dude's name? My boy, the demolition member that came. To- um, there was Crush. No. Barry Darso. Barry Darso. Um, the one that had a few with uh, with Dusty Rose. Yeah, that's uh, Barry Darso, but I already forgot what his name was. The, what was uh, his name? Was? He, had a, he had like a litany of names. Blacktop Bully. There you go, the Blacktop Bully. Yep, somebody got to play him. Yep. I don't he know, was, was he was he the Repo Man in WWE during that yep. time? <laughs> There's a whole lot of people, like you said, somebody got to play the Z-Man, John. Bad. He was the Repo Man until uh, his last <laughs> appearance as the Repo Man was uh, March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety three. So uh, he gonna be in this movie. Johnny be bad. Oh yeah, whole bunch of work. They gotta have a cast to call a cast to call for this movie. Paul, no, Paulie was gone in '94. No, was it? What the well, Dead Lives was still around, right? No, he was gone by that time. in '94. Yeah, he was already in ECW. Okay, Just making sure. Paulie, I think, got fired from WCW at the end of '92. So, God, dog. 
Somebody got to play Harley Race? Yeah. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. Captain Jack. Uh-huh. Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Van Hammer. Van, God damn. Damn, well, sight. Arn Anderson. Uh-huh. Terry Funk. All those people. Now, double this is my last question about this subject. Who in the blue hell is going to play Bobby Eaton? Bobby Eaton? Yep. Oh, man. You know you got to have that mullet just right. Uh-huh. Now, other news going on in the world of pro wrestling. And this has been the hot button issue this week. Oh, hell. There are two people that allegedly signed with the WWE. Okay. One is Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson. You mean AEW? It's AEW, excuse me. Um, okay. Here's my my thing with Daniel Bryan. And um, I don't have an issue with him going to um, to AEW. I think um, I think AEW wanting to grab him up as a uh, just because they can grab him up, I think, is just proves my point. But whatever. But I don't have an issue with Daniel Bryan going to AEW because, really, what was left for Daniel Bryan to do in WWE? There wasn't much left for him. Um, so him going to AEW is okay. I'm sure they're paying him a shitload of money to go. And he's going to be able to do his schedule that he wants. Apparently, he's going to be able to go to Japan and various other things. He's going to be able to want. He's going to be able to do the wrestling life that he wants that only Daniel Bryan knows. That worries me a little bit, and not for the sake of AEW or anything. It's just it worries me that he's that obsessed with wrestling that you know he's he wants to continue on with his wrestling career and you know go to Japan and do all these things when I, I don't know if Daniel Bryan should still be wrestling like that like like as the the quote unquote the American Dragon prior to his WWE run not sure if I if, if how I feel about that part of it I think um, yeah I think Daniel Bryan should probably slow it down a little bit that's just me. Looking out for the person. Okay, not the wrestler. Now, the other person, though, ridiculous. The person who I got a text message from somebody who said, if this is true, they're going to start, they're going to get back into wrestling now. And while this plays in the background... The uh, the people behind this song in living color, okay, 
just this past weekend have begun to follow AEW on Twitter. Now, I have to comment on this, and this is where I, this is what I really, I'm going to text this, uh, this uh, champion person and tell him to get his ass on the air. <laughs> so y'all can have a spirited debate. No, no, this, this I, I be, no, no, I don't think we're going to have a spirited debate because I think he more or less sides on this. We agree here on this specific topic. And that's that, uh, Why? It has been six years since CM Punk left the industry. Left it completely. There were chances for CM Punk to go elsewhere multiple times, and he never went. He could have went to Ring of Honor, didn't go. He's made it very clear that he will never go to TNA again. But why didn't CM Punk go to Japan? Instead, CM Punk took became a a a piss poor MMA fighter, <laughs> and even and an even shittier color commentator for those matches. But why all of a sudden would Phil Brooks decide that he wants to be a pro wrestler again and sign with All Elite Wrestling? And a lot of people, there are a lot of people that are saying, and I quote, CM Punk going to AEW will save the business and will make wrestling interesting again. (sighs) There's a lot wrong with that comment, with that statement. A lot wrong. I guess we should start with CM Punk saving the industry. Industry. CM Punk is not Hulk Hogan. He's not The Rock. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, John Cena, and a list of others, the Ric Flairs, Stings, The Undertakers. He is not on their level of the people that made this business. CM Punk feels that his six-year run in the WWE, okay, that's all, six-year run, qualifies him to be the greatest pro wrestler on the planet, past, present, future. And it could be further from the truth. CM Punk was a great wrestler, a great performer. Because I want to say, I want to, I want to preface this by saying that I don't think CM Punk was one of those great wrestlers. He was okay at what he did, wrestling-wise. But he was a good performer, which are two very different things. And... I'm a fan of CM Punk. 
but I was a fan of CM Punk before this shitstorm that he started uh, when he left the WWE. A lot of it is WWE's fault. But I think also he is a just a drama queen on top of it. The whole, uh, he had a falling out with Colt Cabana, and Colt Cabana is an employee of AEW, by the way. Uh, so I wonder how that's going to work out. Um, but I want to know, I want to know what is going on in AEW. This is not me putting down AEW, okay? I want to know what is going on that in AEW that supposedly, as the stories are saying, has made CM Punk interested in wrestling again. What line of dreck and bullshit did they sell to CM Punk that he took the that he took the bait? The only thing I can think of is money. And the big money match between Can you imagine Phil? You in one corner great but that's the thing. Who do you are you interested in a in a CM Punk Kenny Omega match? I know you like Kenny Omega, but yeah, but but are you that interested in seeing CM Punk wrestle anybody in twenty twenty one? Forget about the promotion. For example, if he were to go back to WWE, would you be interested in seeing CM Punk get into a program with Roman Reigns? No, because he don't think he's supposed to come back and beat. Exactly. The same way that I think he would come into AEW and think he's supposed to beat Kenny Omega. I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't see the appeal in bringing in CM Punk at all. If they brought with in CM Punk with his same. mentality and his behavior. Now, if they were to bring him yeah. in and let's say all he was supposed to do is be an announcer, for example. I would say, okay, whatever. But when CM Punk started working with the WWE again, you got to remember he was not an employee of the WWE. He was an employee of Fox. Yeah. I wonder, is he still getting paid by Fox, by the way? Because <laughs> that backstage show has been off the air for almost a year. And he was only on it, what, a handful of times? I mean, I don't get it. Why are you people so stupid and wanting CM Punk to come back? What is it? He, what is he like? Uh, what was that? He's not a. He's not like Jim Jones, is he? Yeah, you know, he got that. Got that Trump thing. To- oh my God! He's gonna come out to that same theme song because you know AEW. AEW's what's the name of that song? Cult of Personality. He worded in that because because AEW's gonna pay the rights to use the, the music. Of course, but what's the first word in it? Cult. There you go. I don't know, man. I just he was the one. You gotta remember, he came along at He came along and did what? 
when that that alone when people were tired of sick tired of triple yeah tired of rent and they just took the hill even hard they didn't Jeff was there but Jeff for some reason they just took the hill I don't get it at all I don't get it he never he never set the world on fire to me neither did me I liked him I liked him but he didn't I I, you know I was not going around like God almighty I can't wait to see CM Punk no I was never I was never like that my whole thing was I was done with him when he just setting up rock and oh the set yeah I didn't like that either like in the end one like the rock was uh out of shape the rock could have still wrestled for if he and he could have been a Brock type situation and CM Punk. Yeah. He he always had that Goldberg mentality. He thinks he's bigger than You know what? He's done he more press clippings. He's done he's he's exactly he's a big fan of his own clippings. <laughs> um I I don't uh Yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it and if we go back and, and let me let me uh let me see here he'll bring his minions back oh yeah i oh, know yeah. one of them takes me like i said uh because 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 he got because he's a damn uh ma mark well his it's just his is spelled ma m-a-r-c um <laughs> you're right but if he start popping up I mean, look. Let's why. let's uh, let let me see. Let me see, let me get some. Uh, uh, let's see here. Let me see here. I'm gonna try to. Uh, let me see here. Uh. Uh, trying to find a tweet like a like a Mark tweeting. Oh, once this announcement happened, yeah, like a. You can't wait to hear. So let me guess, you're gonna come in a few with Cody Rhodes off the bat, probably. Okay, so here we go. Here's a Mark tweet. This is from six hours ago. I absolutely think any company with Daniel Bryan and or CM Punk are better off with them than without them. I also almost think everyone clamoring for those two to go EW are already watching AEW. So, that's number one right there. That's that's one. 
one uh, one uh, mark. Uh, let's see here. I just want to uh, let me see here. Let, let's you know who we can hear from. I want to hear what uh, what our good friend Jim Cornette has to say about this. Hold on, let me let me find here. Let's talk about CM Punk for a second, because that also is news that CM Punk is close to a deal, or they've made a deal that's under wraps, or whatever the case may be. Those are the rumors that are being reported. Again, as a matter of fact, that's probably the the best move they could make because there's been more mystery and more demand and more CM Punk, CM Punk, whatever, just to get him back in the business some way. As a matter of fact, once again, if certain NDA clauses were not signed at one point, he might have been the person that I would say you need to break your bank to get him and then build everything else around him at this point. That's what I would have said back then if I hadn't signed any NDAs. Um, But the problem then begins again. CM Punk is a guy who said he didn't want to go back to the WWE because he didn't want to be another guy doing bad television. Well... Does CM Punk believe that he is going to have the the power, the pull, the cachet, the responsibility to take care of everything involving him and anybody he interacts with so that it's not bad, stupid, counterproductive television? Again, for the same reasons you mentioned Daniel Bryan, he'll probably have it. It'll be a more friendlier backstage environment, a lesser schedule, work once a week, whatever the case um, he can do anything else he wants, but he was already doing that to begin with. But how do you just how do you? And here's the here's the thing. Also, even if you're doing Shakespeare in segment five and six, if you have the trained monkeys in seg four and the dancing bear in seg eight on the same show. Are you still not a person doing something good on a bad television program? So does that get into how have they been able to persuade CM How many zeros might have persuaded Punk to still be on a shitty show just with more control over what he actually does? And again, we don't know what kind of potential deal he would have. Would it be a full-time contract? Would it be more akin to a Brock Lesnar kind of deal where you pop in and out, which may actually be the best way to truly use your star power, but... We don't know what his deal is and what or how much he'll be working there. Honestly, that would be a a better way to do it is make him, as we talked about earlier in the show, an attraction. Four big events a year and TVs to lead up to them. Maybe not that. You know, it depends on how it goes. But get the the value for the enormous amount of money you're going to have to pay CM Punk out of the pay-per-views because that's where you can generate income, as we mentioned. The program, the program we're about to talk about here in a few minutes did 1.1 million people, which was up from 1 million people, which was up from 850,000 people, which was where they were when they were down from a million people. It's that range. And you can't tell me that adding 
even a hundred thousand people a week just because one guy is there is is going to be possible on a regular basis and i don't know if you'd make your money back on a deal of that size on television but you certainly would on pay-per-view if you can protect they're still the, the last one still doing pay-per-view if you can protect Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and CM Punk and not make them less valuable than they are when you sign them by exposing them on your television, which is what's happened to so many other people, they can still make a ton of money on pay-per-view, especially right off the bat. But that Ed, they're not cutting any who what it, I, I think back to Kerry Silkin's words when I was at it was WrestleMania weekend of 2010 because we went to Phoenix and had two shows in Phoenix. And that's when I had just started the previous fall and I was trying to, you know, network contacts, whatever, try to make him some money or save him some money or whatever. And he's sitting there with everybody in his office, Adam Pierce and Sid and the merchandise weasel. And they told him he bought 42 plane tickets that weekend because nobody lives anywhere near Phoenix, right? It's not close to anything. And he said, what the fuck is this? What am I running? Make a wish? <laughs> 42 fucking tickets. And that's, that's when I had to sit him down and say, go over your talent roster. What do you pay them? Where do they live? How much do you have in, involved in their trans? Make your list and then come up with 10 guys that you could leave off and it wouldn't set to, the people wouldn't set the seats on fire and it wouldn't drastically sabotage your wrestling show. And he did, and it saved him like fucking $4,000 per event. If not, I know, I think it was more. And I, I said, then do that. So at some point, he's going to have to realize he's already had buyer's remorse, Tony Khan I'm talking about, on a lot of the outlaw friends that he signed to begin with because we were hearing the stories in MLW and in the summer of 2019. He was signing these outlaw guys that were getting nowhere near the amount of money that he was paying them for any other matches, any other promoter anywhere, he's pay paying them like three and four and five times as much, signing them to contracts. Nobody even knew who the fuck they were. Oh, I mean, that's the gist of what he was saying, but he says it can work, but it could blow up as well. Right. So, I don't know. I really don't know. But I don't see the I don't see how people could be clamoring, shit, pissing their pants over this. They won't see him punk. Won't see him punk, double A. All I can say. Mm. Mm. They also got. Well, got I mean, you got, you got CM Punk on one channel. You got old. Oh, the. I mean, what more can you say? Uh, I don't know. 
Jim Cornette apparently also commented on the Vince McMahon television series. Yeah, let's listen. Listen to a couple of seconds. But this of that. is your show. That's right. I, I believe it is, and we have a popular topic just today as we are recording. The WWE has issued a tweet from the WWE PR Twitter account, public relations, of course. WWE and Bloomhouse, it could be Blumhouse, but I believe it would be Bloomhouse, are partnering to develop a limited scripted series called The United States of America versus Vince McMahon. Oh, shit. I thought, wait a minute. I thought it was just a movie. It's a, a series? The series will be the first ever scripted dramatic portrayal of a chapter in WWE's history. And then there's an article here from The Hollywood Reporter, WWE Chairman Vince McMahon, who has frequently played the heel. Um, that's in The Hollywood Reporter. That's crazy. <laughs> who has frequently played the heel on the company's wrestling shows will get to be the good guy in a scripted series. Bloomhouse Television is partnering with WWE to develop a limited series based on McMahon's 1990s trial for allegedly supplying steroids to members of the WWE roster. The United States of America versus Vince McMahon will be the first scripted portrayal of a part of the company's history and the stars of that era. A quote from Blumhouse TV president, We have a dramatic, riveting saga. One that's crazier. Riveting. One that's crazier than fiction. That will appeal to the cross section of Bloomhouse and WWE fans. To say I'm thrilled by collaboration. Is is there a cross section of Bloomhouse and WWE fans? What is Bloomhouse? I'm clicking on their thing right now. We make You're clicking on their thing. Is it their site? On their Twitter page, their description says, We make nightmares come true. I guess that's true. Yeah, well, there you go. A Vince McMahon babyface series. (laughs) Well, let's go back to this article here. Vince McMahon has been instigating nightmares for 40 years. The potential series, which doesn't have a writer attached yet, will focus on the 1990s, when a series of New York Post stories alleged McMahon was supplying steroids to his wrestlers. The coverage caught the attention of the FBI and federal prosecutors in New York who indicted McMahon on charges of possession of illegal steroids with intent to distribute and conspiracy to distribute steroids. Per the show's logline, quote, with his liberty at stake, two school-aged children at home... Wait a minute. What? Two school-aged children at home and with the WWE on the brink of bankruptcy... What? Wait! brink of bankruptcy and the, the only year they ever lost money was three years in the future who was school age in 1994 what was stephanie a senior in high school no i was 92 wasn't it 94 was the trial well that's true okay 94 shane would have been uh my god Absolutely. in college yeah <laughs> and uh well, all right well back to the uh school age yeah, back to the school age children mcmahon refused to take a plea deal Ultimately, McMahon stood trial and was acquitted unanimously by a jury of his peers and went on to build a multi-billion dollar global sports entertainment empire. McMahon, oh, here's a clarification. McMahon's son Shane was in college and occasionally working behind the scenes for WWE during the show's timeline. Daughter Stephanie was in high school. That is not school-age children. I'm sorry. 
Well, but yeah, but hold on, you're burying the 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 lead again in this. They're saying, I know that the Mushnick and and uh, several people in the New York media were uh, raking Vince over the coals. But the reason why he ended up on the government's radar was because of Zahorian, was Correct. it not? It wasn't Mushnick. It was Zahorian. Yes, and then the reporting by Mushnick and others was on the Zahorian connection and it then leading to, and let's face it, for the government of the United States of America to have prosecuted or brought charges against Vince for that would, would basically, it was a billionaire boys club version of everything that guys at that work out together at gyms did at that point in time in every city in America. They're all fucking taking steroids and fucking lifting weights. It wasn't like Vince was the, you know, the operator of the cartel smuggling all these things in massive quantities from Colombia that the United States government really needed to go that far. Anyways, that's a little bit of Jim talking about that uh, television series. So, they don't need a lot of Zumba pants. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It don't look like power. Uh, the raising cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, power show. Mm-hmm. High top fades, mullets, and more. Hey yo, old Lincoln uh, limo. Man, this show gonna cost a whole. The budget got to be huge. <laughs> I'm looking at a. Uh... I'm looking at a um, at a picture of the uh, of the people that went into the steroid trial, and one of the people that we left out that went that was a part of the trial, okay, because he was he went on the stand. I guess was the Ultimate Warrior. God, dog. So, in a witness role only. Mm-hmm. He, he was he had disappeared up oh man and all the people that talked shit about uh, Vince during that time Bruno and superstar Billy Graham and so on and so on and so on yup oh. oh boy it's gonna be too funny. It'll be funny. It's gonna be a very funny show to watch. It's not gonna be on par with Cobra Kai, but uh, it'll be interesting nonetheless. Thanks. Um, let me see here. Uh, I think news-wise, I think we're good. We've done all the hot button stories, the news, but it's just, uh, I don't want to see CM Punk in wrestling. This is not an AEW, WWE thing. I just don't want to see CM Punk in wrestling. I really don't. Let me ask you, what did you think of Reginald last night on Raw? Oh my God! And he's the new cruiserweight. Uh, 20. 
Same <laughs> you might as you sound like our truth. Um, <laughs> uh, he is the twenty. He has been the twenty four seven champions since last week. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know that. But he, I gotta tell you, I was impressed. He's got some athleticism. That is that. that is that is some. It was some some sick stuff that he was doing. Especially with them dress pants on. Uh huh. And the way he just jumped out of them and got out of the ring and landed on his feet. I mean, this dude, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I will I will admit that. Um, in, in news today uh, from NXT on Sci-Fi, Samoa Joe has been uh, uh, reinstated as an active talent. So he will begin wrestling again. Yeah, um, I think I think he's going to beat Karrion Cross, and they're going to send him to Raw. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, it would have made sense though for to have um, Jeff Hardy though go down to uh, NXT and wrestle him, but whatever. So, so. This is a very odd story. I'm just seeing this come across the wire. Jimmy Valiant, the boogie woogie man, is finally retiring from wrestling. After he's been wrestling since the, I guess the late fifties or the early sixties, and um, yeah, I think it's time to hang it up, uh, Jimmy Valiant. Yeah. No offense, but uh, nobody wants. To, I don't think there's people paying to see the boogie woogie man in competition anymore. My opinion, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't know anybody on this network here that has bought a Jimmy Valiant, uh, you know, uh, ticket to go to a wrestling show. Uh, That's true. Lately. Apparently, Titus O'Neil was, uh, was sat in on a Hillsborough County School Board meeting recently, and they named a building in his honor. But they can't get people to wear masks, but they named the buildings after. Pro wrestlers. Yep. So, well, it is what it is. Oldberg didn't show up, but uh, see, Bobby Lashley took the Roman Reigns style to win them. You saw the what now? Bobby Lashley took the Roman Reigns style to win winning that match. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Ooh. Hold on. We now have a, a, an update here. Apparently, AEW is worried about the uh, the Delta variant, and um, so so there. It's a fluid situation, apparently, that they're currently analyzing things on a case by case basis. No, don't worry about it. Put everybody out. Expose them. Screw everybody. 
Oh, oh and WWE because they're concerned. Because listen to this, they're concerned because they have some of the biggest events in company history coming up here at the end of the summer into the fall. In the quarter. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the next quarter. So they're concerned that those events may get uh, disrupted, if the word was used. No, DeSantis is going to keep everything open. He don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. As long as he don't get it, nobody in his family get it. They'll be right wide open. He'll just tell them, hey, just uh, make them sign the whole home. Just, just put that on the <laughs> terms and conditions when they buy the tickets. You'll be all right. Oh, That's man. What so, somebody, I just, I just found this on Twitter. Somebody digged up an Instagram post that WWE put out a couple years ago. A few years ago, it has to be. And I'm just going to read you what the tweet says, okay? Or the Instagram post says. It's a picture of uh, of Titus O'Neil and somebody. And uh, you'll find out who this somebody is in a second. Tonight in WWE Jacksonville, Tony Khan, the son of former, uh, uh, the son of owner of the, of the Jacksonville Jaguars, came bearing gifts for the WWE superstars. And there's uh, Titus O'Neil embracing Tony Khan. Wearing a Jags uh, a hoodie. Really? That was from about three or four years ago. Oh, man. That's funny. Mm-mm-mm. That's funny. Well, news-wise, I think we're done. Um, got a couple of minutes here. Lee, I'm surprised Olberg. you did not rest. Yeah, Olberg, Olberg. was Olberg wasn't there on Raw, which is good. About how how Roman turned down Cena, but accepted fair, huh? Which is good. Yeah, we said yeah, we agreed on that. It's very good. My only thing is. I hope they don't do a three-way. I'm, I'm guessing that's probably what they're going to do. But I hope they don't do a three-way. And they put Finn in there to take the pen either, from either guy. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean... You just call a three-way with Edmania. Now they do the same finish as Mania. I, if they do a three way and do the same finish, I'm with it. But don't put Fair Bell in there just to take a pin by either guy. I'd be highly perturbed. Because Finn just got back. He shouldn't be taking pins like that. Yeah. All guy. The Oldberg should lose in about six minutes. Uh, he should. Yes, it should be a quick, uh, quick match. Shouldn't take long. Oh, oh, did you hear about who's going to be a survivor suit? No, I did not. What? No, I did not. You didn't hear on the honor 
surf, I know Surf is gonna shed a tear at this. They're gonna honor the the Rock or John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Not John Cena. It's twenty the twenty fifth year anniversary of the oh, Rock debuting. Who the hell cares? I don't know if you're going to wrestle, but he's going to be there. So do you think that's when they start the him and Roman thing? Kind of tease it? Say that again? I said, do you think they're going to start the him and Roman thing? Kind of tease that? I don't know, but I don't. I I can't. I I really cannot picture the Rock wrestling anymore at this point. And next year WrestleMania is in Dallas. Yeah, I know. We said I said L.A. last week. I'm staying corrected. It's in Dallas. I don't see him. Yeah, I don't. Twenty three. L.A. I don't see him wrestling. Period. Oh, they say. One of these manias he's doing. That's what the word is. I hope not. Either Dallas or LA. Really or Hollywood. Not. I really hope not. You say so you saying you don't want to see him wrestle? Mm-mm. I don't want to see there's a lot of people I don't want to see wrestle. <laughs> God dang, double But the Rock's in better condition to wrestle than CM Punk, bro. I don't want to see CM Punk wrestle. <laughs> I know, but if you had to give me give you give me one out of the two, one out of the two, yeah, I'm saying Rock. Depends because with Rock you probably get one match. With Punk you get several matches. Yeah, that's well. Because punk, you might get you might get TV matches and things like. I mean, I'm speaking out of out of school here, but yeah, I got you. Punk ain't got nothing pretty much else. Yeah, nothing to do. You tell me what CM. Yeah, you tell me what CM Punk is doing right now. Nothing. He's sitting at home watching a replay of a uh, of a Blackhawks game, and uh, and that's it. You know, or reading a comic book or or some bullshit like that. Right. Let me ask you something. Speaking of comic books, because the silver one's not here, but I, I do have to bring this up because I know he watched it, and I haven't asked him. I know he watched it because he's he's a he's a yenta like that, and there's a lot of people out there that did watch it, including our very own Phil Rea. Have you seen the new He Man on Netflix? Oh no! A pit. It is the audience is very very divided. You either really really like it or really really hate it. There was something else that came out. and Oh, that Space Jam. Oh, fuck. I didn't talk about that movie last week. <laughs> A lot of people said. 
horrible uh, movie. Horrible oh. movie. Absolutely horrible. I believe it. And I don't come on here a lot and and say that movies are bad. This was a bad movie. It was bad. <laughs> B-A-D. Bad. Like Johnny B. Bad. No. No. Don't sully Johnny B. Bad like that. I'm just saying the name. It was horrible. No, 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 no. This was... This is one of those movies that, you know... It's it would have been it a made for TV movie still would have been better than this. An eighties made for TV movie would have been better. God dang. Well, all of Hulk Hogan's movies combined were better than this. The acting. In that Baywatch episode with Vader and, uh, and everybody was better than this Space Jam's movie. The people say it all. We st- I asked a lot of questions when I watched that Baywatch episode the other day. Yes, you did, sir. You know, a lot of people uh, just it, it made it just made no sense. Made no sense a lot of things. Oh, Rick Flair. So you're the developer. I thought you'd be in a pond hiding under the scum where you'd feel at home. Oh, Hogan, wonderful yeah. always to see you again. And not your man. Last time I saw your face, man, it was under my shoe. <laughs> what are you doing with your time now that you're a washed-up ex-wrestler, Flair? You know what they say, brother. Those who can do. Those who can't, don't. Well, if that's the case, you'll appreciate this. For starters, man, I bought the property. You got it? In a week, it'll all be mine. But today, I'm here because I've closed the gym down, big yeah. boy. You can't do that. Oh, little lady, that's where you're wrong. I'm the nature boy. I've got the documents. Soon, this will all be Cardinals. It'll all be mine. Why don't you put your money where your sorry excuse for a mouth is, Flair? Hey, Hogan, as usual, your words hit harder than your fist, man. A fight. One-on-one, no holds barred. Winner take all. All this property, Flair. Oh, man, doesn't that sound delightful? What's the collateral, Hogan? Something that you could never hang on to, Flair. The WCW heavyweight title, brother. Wait a minute, I call the shots. We're making a team. Man, Invader, and Macho Man, I want you right here, right now. I'd love to tear you apart right hey, now. A team wins both matches, or all bets are off. And whose head am I going to have the pleasure of ripping off, Flair? No, 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 Chuck. It's Vader time that's going to rip your head off. You? I was hoping I'd have to have a match where I had to keep my eyes open, Vader. <sighs> Save it for the world to see. Save it for the ring, Hogan. <laughs> come on, let's go. Come on. Hogan, you did me, brother. Come on, baby. Oh. Again, I, I, got, I got to ask. 
First of all, why was Kevin Sullivan wearing face paint in a suit? And why was Vader there <laughs> in a basket, jeans, and a tank top? That was around a bash. That was around a bash. Not bash ninety-five. And and if the yeah. land, if the land was, why, why? Okay, if if they on the show they set it up, Flair versus Hogan. Deed versus title, and yet it was Vader who faced Hogan for the title. If Vader won, I asked this question to Tony. If Vader won, okay, was he supposed to give that world title to Flair? Yep, million dollar man style. Oh my god! And yep. then, and then I had probably, in my opinion, okay. One of the greatest observations in cinema history last week. And, um, uh, hold on. Let me see. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can cue something up here. Because it's important. Here we go. No, that's, that's before that. Um, well, anyways, it was, <laughs> I really got to cue it up, hold on, because it was without a doubt, in my opinion, one of the funniest things that I think I've, I've thought of recently, I don't know if Tony C. agrees, but uh, hold on, let me, let me, let me find it here, hold on, I don't know why it's playing that stuff in the background, but bear with me for one second. As I queue up what I want to queue up. Because, um. Oh Steven Spielberg, <sighs> plus dinosaurs. <sighs> Jesus. I don't want that. Alright, that's what I want. Alright. I'm gonna see if I can queue it up real quick. Courtesy of uh, our, good fl- our good friends over at Netflix. Here we go. It was from from this classic scene. Hi. Hi. What you doing? Call custom. When fishermen would go out to sea, families would offer us to the cuts. For a good catch? For a quick return. Thought any more about dance school? I told you. No schools for that here. There are in the States. My home is here. Home is where you hang your hat. And that's what I told Tony C. That that's what Kubiko should have replied. That I don't own a hat. So. Alright, there you to get Daniel off off her back, because he was just looking at um, he was just looking at getting some nookie, and she just wanted him to get the hell out of there, to leave her alone. I'll be damned. Oh man, that was very obscure with <laughs> Double A Final, but 
It made a good point. Great point. I mean, what, 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 what would you? What, I mean, in 1986, if this was in the movie theater, the theater would have been laughing their ass off if she said that. Yes. Yeah, and I would have loved You're to have right seen. That. I would have loved to have seen Larusso's reaction to getting turned down just like that. By the way, the new Ghostbusters trailer dropped today. I saw that. I didn't see and the trailer. It looks but... like Dan Aykroyd is going to make an appearance. Well, look at that. So, I don't know. A lot of lot of goings on in the world of cinema now that uh, people are returning to the theaters. So, uh, now I did not watch Black Widow. Oh, me either. But I'm sure the Silver One did. But he's not here they to report. He's not here to report. Yeah. I'm, when he comes back, he's going to review us, uh, tell us, we'll earmark a half hour of just to hear about all the things Surfer watched in his uh, absence. Absolutely. And this is what I don't understand. Okay. So if you're going to explain it, how can you text somebody, keep the lead, can't get on the show? What was that? Does it take, he texts about Keith Lee losing to, uh, when did, when did he text about that? Oh, you mean he texted in the group, in the group chat? Yeah, you didn't get the message. Yeah, 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 I remember now, I probably just didn't, uh, let me see here, wait a minute. I don't think I got a group message. About Keith Lee? Losing to Karrion Cross. No, I didn't. might have just sent it to me. It might have been just you. I didn't get it. I didn't see. That was last night? Yep. Yeah, that was last yeah, night. Yeah, it was though. just me. Uh, then it was just you. The text reads, they're doing, what are they doing, what they doing, what they are doing. He's a master <laughs> He's a master of the, of the English language. So, but if he can send that message, we try to figure out why you get your ass on the show. At least come up, call on to say hello. Right. Hello. Okay. Call on the phone. Something. Break out the can and the and the wire, the tin can and wire. Absolutely. Or do what you did with that girl they used to call and stay on the payphone with. Yeah, he did that. He did do that. Oh, sir. We miss you, buddy. Yeah, we do. I mean... Over there, sir, for putting in the death out of the quarters, and... Oh, that's it? That's all we got? It was the three drops? Okay. <laughs> I thought we were. I thought I was going to hear more than uh, than uh, than just that. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. We're looking at. Uh, oh no. The calls. That's a that's a guy commenting. Coin drop sound effect. I want the sound effect. Damn it. Oh, here we go. There you go. Oh man! But um, well, yeah. Surfer, call in.
Absolutely. Exactly. Get, get on your payphone and start Spend a calling. couple quarters. Exactly. And, and hit us up. Exactly. Chime in. Feel me. Oh, that's just the dial tone. I want to hear the dial tones of another country. Yeah, those are dial tones in Europe. I want the dial, the, like the buttons. The button, the <sighs> dial sounds. There you go. That, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, anyways. But, uh,. But yeah, we miss uh, we miss having Surfer on here. Now, if uh, if we hear of any updates regarding the CM Punk Daniel Bryan situation, we definitely will be updating you. So stay tuned to our social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll definitely uh, keep everybody abreast. I mean, we do. I, I've. Let I me. Mean, you know what? Hold on. Let's let's try one thing here. Just 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 to see. Let's try something. Got a got a couple minutes here. Let me um allow. Alright. We're gonna see if we can get uh get somebody here to uh to talk wrestling, but as we do that, let's remind everybody that uh, tomorrow is uh, the Mark Order podcast following AEW Dynamite here on Ren EM Radio 1015, Turnbuckle Throwbacks live Friday at 7, The Shining Wizards Monday at 7, this program The Rant live every Tuesday night, 9 o'clock right here on Ren EM Radio. Also, we want to remind everybody that on Saturday, August 21st, will be the 700th episode of The Rant prior to SummerSlam. So we'll uh, definitely be uh, bringing you uh, up to speed and up to snuff uh, at uh, on the goings on. And we'll re- reminisce and take a trip back in time on the uh, on uh, the past 14 years, which, by the way, this past... Uh, Saturday was the 14th anniversary of this program. You can go back and listen to, I believe, the first three or four episodes of The Rant on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Um, what else? I think that's it. Uh, the latest episode of The Midnight Jury did air on Saturday. It is available for download, and it's airing uh, in uh, in rotation. Actually, you can hear a replay tomorrow at eight o'clock uh, here on um, on Rant AM Radio, and I think that's it. Tony, see any final thoughts from you? And I don't. I was trying to take this to the street, but nobody is uh, is uh, biting today to see about um, this CM Punk thing. I got some great episodes rant uh, when we when we reminisce that day. Okay. You no, know, I got a hit list. You know what I'm saying? For example, I got to, uh, you know, go back in time a little bit. I got a, 
Good old episode 223. There was some good conversation on there. 224. Jesus, that's... November of 2011. Jesus, that's that's way back in time. Right. I got some November. I got some October 2012. Got some February 2013. Those are... Some of those are pre... Some of those are pre-Ran EM radio days. Yep. I got some January 8, 2014. That's the day um, where I became the permanent co-host. Let's see. I got 2019, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see what other rants I got. Oh, October 2013. Um, Now, do the specials that we did, uh, like that Impact Wrestling commentary that Sure, you can. That count as a show. Sure, why not? Okay, got that one. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, I've got some May twenty fifteen, June fifteen. Yeah, I, I got some. If you ain't got some, keep it up. I got enough. Fill some time. Look at this. All right. And you know, I got earmarks. You know, I go through twenty sixteen. We can have some fun. Oh my! All I right. can bring back some memories around here. Oh boy! Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I got some more. Well, we might have to play. Yeah. We might have to play some of those episodes leading up to the seven hundredth episode. Replay them on the feed and yeah. stuff. Going to. But okay. Well, I, I'm I'm a little uh, bummed here that nobody's bummed that nobody's biting on the wrestling oh, tag today. Um, uh, there is nobody here that's interested in. Uh, and talking about, uh, let me try one other tag, and then I'm gonna, and I'll bail after this. But you know, I'm not gonna get into that rabbit hole of trying to rile up Tony C either. Uh, today. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Amen, please don't. Yeah, I'm good now. I talk trash to. Him. I mean, I know you will, but uh, but I mean, we're not gonna we're gonna save that for for a day that's that's worth it. I just want to hear what the. Uh, what the opinion is of uh, of the uh, of the wrestling world? Uh, are you listening to us live, or are you listening? Well, don't type. Respond. Come on, say something. And we can't see, so just you can. No, they're typing. All right. Let's see how this works. You can't. It's four a.m. Oh, excuse me. Well, why don't you go to sleep then? All right. All right. You like wrestling? Let me ask you real quick. What promotion do you like? Uh, Uranus. Okay. Smackdown. You like Smackdown? Well, that's not a promotion; that's a brand. But okay. So, are you are you are you are you up to speed on what's going on in the industry in general? No, and I don't care. You don't care. So you do you don't let me. So so if I ask you, what's your thoughts on CM Punk and Daniel Bryan going to AEW? You don't have an opinion. I just want John Cena to hold me hostage and make me his personal sex doll. You heard that, right, WC? Um, I heard that. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> All right. All right. So, well, uh, well we, we at least at least somebody uh, somebody took the bite. On that note. Uh, that note is right. Um, hold on. <laughs> All right, real quick. All right. I want your opinion. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan are going to AEW. What are your thoughts? Awesome. So yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Okay, I thought so. All right. 
the marks out there, folks. The marks, the marks, the marks. They are marks. A lot of things. A lot of. Uh, I would. I would have thought that this would have been uh, busy. It's summertime. Nobody's uh, should be. You know, whatever. There's a lot of marks out there. All right. Let me. Let me try see if I can find one more, and then we'll call it a day. But um, SmackDown. Jeez. That's their. That's. That's like the what's her face that went on. Uh, Tough enough and said that her favorite match was Molina. Anyways, real quick, you're a wrestling fan. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, going to AEW. What are your thoughts? And you disconnected with us. All right. Um, what was her face? Uh, Ariana or Adriana or that chick, the one that was a Funkadactyl, Cameron. That she, Cameron. yeah, that she goes. Oh, my favorite punk, My favorite match was. Uh, Alicia Fox and who'd she say? Somebody. Melina and Alicia Fox was her favorite match. Uh, I think that's what she said. And we were like, okay. Are you like wrestling real quick? We're going, we're, we're just a quick, damn. I just want to ask the damn question. People are scared that when they see a graphic, they're scared. They don't want to talk. But yeah, I mean, I, I would never go up to Stone Cold Steve Austin and say, well, my favorite match was, uh, you know, Dick Slater versus The Gambler. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Could you imagine going up to somebody like that and saying that? But she did. She did it with no problem. Stupid bitch. There are people that shouldn't that, that don't belong in this business. She's one of them. She had no God, business being in the wrestling industry. And then there was news a couple of months ago that she was threatening to return to the industry. Oh, Who God, the hell wants man. her back? I don't. Glad that didn't happen. Thank way. God. I don't care. She was a funkadactyl. Funk is on a roll. Yeah. Funk is on a roll. Dumb, dumb bitch. Don't disrespect the industry that I love so much. I've been a fan yeah, of for you, over. You don't like to go for that. For over thirty years now. Okay. I'm like Jim Cornette in many in many aspects when it comes to uh, showing some uh, some respect. I see. You know, put some put some put some respect on this. Okay, that's how I feel. All right. Real quick, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, going to AEW. What are your thoughts? All right. Well. That's that. I'm not going to bite anymore. So, with that, I want to thank everybody in the chat room and everybody listening live. It's been a very interesting week. I think I'm going to close this out with with the CM Punk theme that I actually like. Um, And with that, for Tony C, I'm Double A. We'll see you next week. Have a good night, everybody.